What is up, my fighting spirits? Welcome to today's episode. Today is December 2nd, 2020. It is the 12th month of this year. And as y'all know, this year has been pretty tough. So let's make it through the month and let's strive for a positive and peaceful and successful 2021. Uh, what What is up, guys? Just welcome back. I want to get into today's topic. Today, I'm going to go over my top five UFC cards of all time. My opinion. Again, this is my opinion. If anybody would like to send me their top five, I'm down. Let me know. I'll watch them all. But let's get into it. So I'm going to start off just by saying a lot of... Well, not a lot because there's only five. Out of these top five, there are a few Conor McGregor fights. As you guys know, he is possibly the biggest name in all of MMA at the moment. Conor McGregor was a huge inspiration for me uh, coming into MMA, watching him develop as a fighter and not only as a fighter, as a speaker, watching how well-dressed he came to all his fights and watching a lot of people start to take their style from Conor. Now, everybody knows Conor is probably one of the biggest, biggest shit talkers in all of, of fighting, not just MMA. You can actually put Conor's, you know, his, his his talk up there with the likes of a Muhammad Ali, with the likes of a Floyd Mayweather. You know, he is a very smart guy. He he's always he always plans ahead. He will not call somebody out without planning something. But I just wanna let you guys know that Conor McGregor is gonna be in a few of them. So let's start it. Number five. UFC two thirty. This was at Madison Square Garden. Why is this number five? The reason why it's number five is, for me, is having the opportunity to go to this actual event. Not only did I get to go to this event, though, I got to go for free. How did I get to go for free, you ask? I'll tell you. So, the day before, literally Friday... I, I'm on my Instagram looking through, you know, whatever's going on. And I see two of my favorite fighters are in New York City doing meet and greets. Steven Thompson and Anthony Pettis. And I'm like, no way. I I went to the last year meet and greet for Brian Ortega. So why would I not go meet uh, Anthony Pettis and, and Steven Thompson? So... No hesitation. I'm just like, fuck it. I got got up, got dressed, headed to the city. And I got the chance to meet Steven Thompson at Metro PCS right by Madison Square Garden. So when I get there, there's a whole line of people. And Steven Thompson's not there yet. Uh, as that's happening, as everybody's online, they announce, hey... We're going to have 
uh, a raffle. We're going to give out a bunch of tickets and we're going to give out, I think it was like three or five free tickets. All right, they hand out the tickets and I'm telling you guys, as soon as I got my ticket, I read all my numbers and I, and I said to myself, I'm getting a ticket. The first number they read out was my number. I got the first free ticket. I was the first person to meet Steven Thompson. One of the greatest days of my life. Uh, not only because, you know, just being a UFC fan, getting to meet a fighter that I actually look up to that has so much respect for the for the game, that has, you know, the utmost the utmost respect for, for other fighters. Such a nice guy. He he shows you don't have to be a savage or a shit talker or just, you know, one of those crazy people in, in MMA. We love that though, don't get me wrong, we do love it. But Stephen Thompson shows he can be a nice guy and still go into the octagon and, and obliterate you. But with that being said, that card had Daniel Cormier and Derek Lewis as their main event. Going into that, I I was pulling for Derek Lewis, not gonna lie. Did I think he was really gonna win? Mm, if he landed a lucky shot, yeah. You guys know Daniel Cormier being this, the established wrestler that he is. His game plan was to not get hit and take Derek Lewis down and take and, and submit him. And that's exactly what he did. He submitted him in round two, uh, two with two minutes and 14 seconds to go. Now you also had Chris Weidman versus Jacare Souza. And in that fight, at one point, Weidman, Chris Weidman was looking good. He was, he was. He was out. He was landing on on Suze. He was out striking him at one point, and then boom, just gets caught. And Suze turned that one around. It was a KO in the third round. Two minutes and forty six seconds left. Another fight that was so exciting for me was Israel Adesanya and Derek Brunson. Now this is pre pre Izzy, you know, championship of the champion of the middleweight uh, division. All this crap talking leading up in this fight, Derek Brunson was talking so much crap to, to Izzy Radasanya and Izzy, I remember putting him on his, his Instagram, even calling him Derek Bumson. Izzy went in there and proved, proved that he's just that guy. He's he's got a dog in him, man. He's he's a fighter and his striking is just clean, precise, accurate. You can call Izzy skinny, but that man will put you on your ass. He took Derek Brunson out in round one. And mind you, this whole that whole week, Derek Brunson was like, oh, you're skinny, you're skinny, you're skinny. It took him four minutes and 51 seconds to get him out of there. So that is number four. I mean, number five, sorry. Now, number four. Number four is a three-way tie. And this is where... I am going with Connor, and that's exactly why I wanted to start off the video with my whole Connor McGregor little speech. But so my top three for sorry, my three UFC cards that I have for number four are UFC 196, UFC 202, and UFC 205. Now, UFC 196, that would be McGregor versus Diaz one. If you have seen that fight, if you know the McGregor Diaz rivalry. You know, leading in, going up to that fight, leading up to that fight, Conor was actually supposed to fight 
Rafael Dos Anjos for the lightweight title. This is right after he he knocked out Aldo in 13 seconds and was heading into fight Rafael Dos Anjos. And 11 days before that fight, you know what happens? Rafael Dos Anjos breaks his foot. Now, you know, the UFC scattering last minute. Oh, we got to get a person to fight Conor. You know, he's the biggest draw in the UFC. Who can we get? You got Cowboy Cerrone in, in the talks. You know, Frankie Edgo's in the talks. But who did they get the fight to? Nate Nathaniel Diaz from Stockton, California on 11 days notice. I'll never even forget the press conference leading up to that. You know, Nate, oh, Nate, you know, being like, oh, everybody's on drugs in this sport. Everybody's, I mean, sorry, not drugs, pets. Everybody's on, on pets, on steroids. And then, you know, Connor's like, fuck you, I'm not on anything. So, just leading up to the fight was crazy. So, then you actually get to the night of the fight. And for the first seven, eight minutes of that fight, Connor was absolutely shredding Nathaniel Diaz's face. Like, just, he was, he was hitting him and landing so much. But... Nathaniel was just taking all of them. Just Nate was taking all his shots. And he absorbed all of them while Connor misplaced his his energy. He he used up all his 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 gas. He he gassed himself. So what did he do? He shot a double leg on on Nate Diaz. If you know Connor and Nate, Connor's a striker. Connor is not the jiu-jitsu ground guy so to see that it was shocking and right after he shot for that takedown Diaz basically just you know got on top of him started you know ground and pounding him and and it it got scary there I'm sorry actually before that uh while Connor was tired Nate caught him with a nice uh nice right to the chin uh that's um Actually, when Connor shot, sorry about that. Um, but then, you know, even regardless, just watching Nate pull off that that win and, and walking right into the camera with that blood all over his face, surprise, motherfuckers! Come on, man, that was one of the greatest UFC moments in my opinion. But then that leads you to UFC 202, man. One of the best, best fights I've ever seen in my life you had you had Anthony Rumble Johnson KOing Glover Teixeira in the co-main event and then you get a five round war between Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz I believe Conor dropped Nate twice in the first round definitely won the first two rounds and then I would give Nate the third the, and the fourth and I give Conor that fifth round uh, now, Nate Diaz did get that that takedown with 12 seconds left uh, in, in the fifth round, but I just don't think that was enough to win it. Uh, a lot of people see the fight in different ways. You know, some people saw it for Diaz, some people see it for Connor. you know, some some people saw it as a draw. It just, it, that's the hard thing about fighting sometimes. Sometimes it could be very hard to say, hey, this guy did this to win, this guy did this to win. Sometimes, you know, you have to go off of ring control uh ground control who's pushing who's pushing the action 
you know, who's landing the more strikes, who's who's landing at a higher volume. You know, it's not just who's landing more damage, who's doing, you know, it's it, it's, it goes more into that. So, Connor won that second fight, and that leads to UFC 205, and the first UFC event in Madison Square Garden. One of the greatest cards, just well put together, just... You have Tyron Woodley versus Steven Thompson, which was an all-out war. And you had Joanna uh, Janjacek versus Katalina Kowalkovich. Joanna putting on a you know a clinic, as she usually does. And then, to top it all off, Conor McGregor just flawlessly, flawlessly destroying Eddie Alvarez. Knocked him down in the third round. Uh, knocked him... Knocked him down three times in the first round. Uh, finished it within the first eight minutes of that fight. Uh, I don't know what Eddie Alvarez was thinking with that last, like, that last flurry of punches. But he telegraphed it. It was like, bro, we could see that. Was that, I, I believe he threw a, a one-two or it was just a cross. Uh, but he telegraphed it. And Connor, you know, Connor's his, his, his death perception is just amazing. The way he can read, you know, people's body movement, the way he can read distance, just beautiful. Look at that. If you if you go and search Eddie Alvarez versus Conor McGregor, watch watch how he knocks him out. He throws as Eddie Alvarez throws his punches. Conor leans back just enough where he gets nicked on the nose, doesn't close his eyes, doesn't flinch, and just fires back. Boom, 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 boom. Four punches, and then. Finishes him on the ground. Uh, Big John McCarthy had no, just there was nothing there. There's nothing else for Eddie Alvarez to, to show. He got demolished, and you know you got to get that double chomp the straps. You feel me? So those were my top three cards uh, for number four. Sorry, and let's move into number three. UFC 249. Now, UFC 249 is with COVID happening and sports getting shut down. The NBA, you know, shut down. MLB, not happening. All sports. And Dana White went out there and said, hey, we are going to be the first sport to return. I promise you that. And what did Dana do? Not only did he accomplish that and kept that promise of him being the first sport back, he also gave you a freaking banger of a card. You had Justin Gaethje versus Tony Ferguson as the main event. Co-main event, you had Henry Cejudo, the Triple C, bend the knee, versus Dominic Cruz. What and then you had before that Francis Ngannou, the most powerful striker probably in the UFC, versus Rosenstrike, who is another heavy hitting a heavyweight. And then, wow, like you even have Calvin Cater versus Jeremy Stevens before that Ngannou Rosenstrike fight. So Calvin Cater 
finishes Jeremy Stevens with a beautiful thunderous elbow right to the to the face, right to the nose, put him right out, took him out in round two with two minutes and forty two seconds left. Uh, Ngannou just went in there and and and, and destroyed Rosenstrike. It was a quick flurry of punches. One landed and put Rosenstrike right to sleep. It was crazy because truthfully, going into that fight, I did go with Rosenstrike being on a hot streak. Uh, and then Ganu, you know, looking like he was slowing down just a tiny bit. But I guess when you got power to punch, you know, to knock out an elephant, I guess you can just land just one punch and it'll change everything. Now, Henry Cejudo versus Dominic Cruz. I am a huge fan of both of them. I am a huge Dominic Cruz fan. Uh, he's somebody that I actually tried to model my footwork after in a way. Uh, somebody who is just unpredictable, man. This great striking, great head movement. One wonderful footwork for Dominic Cruz, which is why it was so hard to watch Henry Cejudo, Triple C, bend the knee. The 135, 125, and Olympic gold medalist. Uh, sorry, 125 and 135 champ and Olympic gold medalist. TKO'd Dominic Cruz. The flying knee. Oh, Cruz actually headbutted uh, Suhudo in a little exchange. And with that happening, and, and Suhudo bleeding, you know profusely he's he's bleeding a lot that turned that mindset it changed his mindset and 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 in his head he's like "Ah, i gotta go for the finish now because i don't want to lose my belt because of a doctor stoppage you know so suhudo got crafty in in there hit him with a flying knee that caught cruz beautifully sent him to the floor and then you know suhudo's a dog man he just finished him right there and then that leads to the main event of the evening. Tony Ferguson versus Justin Gaethje. One of the best fights all year. This fight, I remember, you know, I remember when they announced the event. And just hearing Justin Gaethje versus Tony Ferguson. You know, if you are an avid MMA fan, if you if you if you watch UFC, you knew going into that fight it was going to be a war. It was going to be a dog fight. For Tony Ferguson, Justin Gaethje will die in that cage. Excuse me. You know those two men will literally put their soul, their limbs, everything, their heart blood, sweat, and tears, they will put everything into that canvas, I mean, into that cage, on that canvas, you know, that was a wonderful fight, and truthfully, I I was, you know, in the middle, I was neutral for that fight, I did not picture Gaethje going out there and fighting as phenomenal as he did, you know, even with getting caught, because Ferguson caught him a few times, he even caught him with a beautiful, beautiful uppercut that stumbled uh, Gaethje. Uh, but Gaethje, you know, took over that fight. I believe he broke uh, Ferguson's orbital in that last round. Uh, you know, it was a TKO in the round five. 
three, uh, three minutes and 39 seconds into round five. Um, it was, that fight was just a dog fight, man. It was amazing. And I'd give anything to, to, to watch that fight again. That, that was a, that event just on its own was absolutely amazing. Now, number two, number two, guys, really, this could have been number one. The only reason it isn't is, well, you'll find out, but at number two, we have UFC 189. If you know UFC 189, you think of two fights. Now, you can think of the main event, which would be Conor McGregor versus Chad Money Mendez. Now, UFC 189 was actually supposed to be main evented by Conor McGregor and Jose Aldo, but leading up to the fight, Jose Aldo apparently broke his ribs. Uh, now, did he really? That's neither here nor there. I am not able to say. Uh, there are some people that believe he didn't. There are some people that believe he did. Regardless, if he faked the injury to Duck Connor, he ended up running into him for 13 seconds and got put out. So, let's get into this, right? So, Conor McGregor versus Chad Money Mendez as the main event. McGregor came out awesome. I remember he comes out, boom, a teep kick right to the right to the body, spinning back kicks to Chad Mendez's body. Great game plan. You know Coach Kavanaugh, Conor McGregor's coach uh, from SBG Ireland, is such a student of the game, smart man. So having him. With the likes of a Conor McGregor, the two mindsets are just are just great together. Targeting the body, knowing that Chad Mendes is not coming off a of full camp, you know, to prepare for this fight. He's a short, stocky wrestler. The same people, the same type of 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 mold that people say that Conor has a, uh, has a trouble with. You know, those small, stocky wrestlers with the overhand right. That Connor just keeps knocking out, but people keep thinking they're going to give him a problem. Um, so Connor knocks Mendez out. Round two, four minutes and fifty seconds in in round two. Sorry, it was wild watching that fight. Watching him, you know, on the ground. Getting getting hit with elbows, Mendez throwing beautiful elbows, even cut Connor above the right eye, I believe. Could be wrong about that, but having and having his family in the crowd watching him get repeatedly mm, just hit with elbows, but he's on the ground taking it like a champ. And not only is he taking it like a champ, he's talking to Chad. Chad gets him in. What I believe, uh, I believe I could be wrong, was a guillotine. Again, I could be wrong with about that. But Connor does his move. He gets out. And that's where it was over. You just saw how tired Chad Mendez was. And how he just, not having a full camp really makes a huge difference. And Connor 
you know, caught him with that one-two and landed that thing, that 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 deftly left hand, and boom, put him to sleep. And that is how Connor gets his interim featherweight championship. Now, the reason why I actually went straight into the main event is because that the main event, as good as it was, as amazing as it was, you know, even watching the theatrics of the walkouts, you ha- I, I don't remember the singer for for Chad Mendes. I and I do apologize, but I remember Sinead O'Connor, who is like a huge star in Ireland, singing the Foggy Dew for Connor when he's coming out. You know, you have the fog. It was amazing. One of the best entrances I've ever seen to a to a UFC fight. But the best fight that night, and probably greatest greatest MMA fight of all time, was Robbie Lawler versus Rory McDonald. If you have not seen that fight, please, please, please go on YouTube. Or the internet, however you can, watch Robbie Lola versus Roy McDonald too. This fight went to the fifth round and was one of the most bloodiest, just savage battles I've seen. To the point where both men had crazy injuries. Like, the fight... Ended up going to the fifth, and Robbie Robbie Lawler ended up stopping it in the fifth because he just basically just with all the volume that he threw, all the strikes that he threw, he broke Rory's nose and just kept landing flush on it. You know, fighters have a strong mentality, but you can only take so much damage, you know, and to take full-on punches to your nose that's already shattered as it is it's 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 tough man these guys are legit warriors that would put their lives in the line you know to feed their families and for these guys that's all they know for some of them but ow man Robbie Lawler even had a whole like ripped lip on the right side like when I'm telling you his his lip was ripped it was ripped. Like, they had to stitch it together. It was scary, actually, because even in the post-fight interview, he's just talking with his whole ripped lip. Like, you, you saw the aftermath of that fight and was and was just like, holy shit. Like, humans can take that much damage. But that's my number two. Uh, that, get, that leads us into number one. And... Number one, this UFC event holds the most special place in my heart because this was a birthday gift to me to see in person from my mother and probably the greatest gift I've ever received. Um, It was the first UFC event that I, I got to go to and... Um, I'm sorry, guys. I'm getting a little emotional, you know, just thinking, you know, about my mom taking me. But that that card, UFC 2F, 217, man, Bisping versus GSP, 
Cody Garbrandt versus TJ Dillashaw, Joanna Jacek versus Nam Yunus. Three title fights in the same night. And I got to see Johnny Hendricks versus Paula Costa early in his career. So at this time, now he was not actually going as Paula Costa. He was going as Paulo the Eraser Boracina. And I was a huge fan. And he actually beat the shit out of uh, uh, Johnny Hendricks that night. He stopped him actually uh, by KO, TKO, uh, round two with a minute and 23 seconds left. And as I told you guys before, I got to meet Stephen Thompson, who was a huge, huge, huge uh, uh, inspiration of mine. Um, A person that I, I I look up to in the fight game, you know, being, you know, the person that I am and you know wanting to fight as well um I got to see Steven Thompson take that W against Jorge Masvidal now this fight it was more so a technical out point fight as you know Steven Thompson fights sometimes if he can't find that knockout he will outpoint you his sidekick that night was beautiful putting Masvidal on his butt a few times uh, so Stephen Thompson did get the win there, and that led us into the first championship fight of the night, which was Joanna Jacek versus Nam Yunus. The women's one one fifteen title, straw weight, and let me just say, I am a huge Joanna fan. She's probably my favorite female fighter. Um, so what I'm about to tell you next sucks, but Rose Namajunas knocked her out three minutes into that into that round uh, one, and it sucked because you know that's that was my favorite female fighter, and I'm like, oh, I think she's gonna win. I think she's gonna outstrike Namajunas. It's gonna be a little close, and boom, she gets caught with a nice a nice shot and gets put down. Now. You know, as she said, it was because of a bad weight cut, you know, which could be definitely the cause of, of, of a weak chin or or just something like that. But we did get us. We ended up getting that second Nami Yunus and, and Joanna Ojecek fight. Personally, I, I think Joanna won that fight, but I'm not going to get into that right now. Um, so, yeah, uh, Nami Yunus won that fight round one by KO and got the the first title change of the night next up was Cody no love Garbrandt versus TJ Dillashaw another fight that kind of sucked for me because I was a huge Cody Garbrandt fan going into that fight and I believe at this point he was he was 13 and 0 he was undefeated 13 maybe 14 and 0 I could be wrong um, so I was definitely in the Garbrandt train, you know, his hands are amazing, his boxing is clean, he just came off of, of making, uh, Dominic Cruz look foolish, so, of course I'm going Garbrandt 100% this fight, first round happens, they're both exchanging, both, you know, great technical striking from both Dillashaw and, and Garbrandt, but at the end of that first round, Garbrandt catches Dillashaw. Literally, as the time expires, 
TJ Dillashaw is getting up, stumbling back to his corner, right? That moment, I'm like, yeah, 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 let's go. Cody's going to win it. Yeah, let's go. Next round starts. They come out. Now they're coming out swinging, and Cody Garbrandt gets knocked out by TJ Dillashaw. Oh, that's two champions I was going for that just lost their title. That's two champions out of three that had just lost their title. That's UFC history, guys. And that leads us to the main event, which is Michael Bisping versus George St. Pierre. This may shock you guys, but even as much as I love UFC, I never was really a GSP fan. And this fight, I was 100% Michael the Count Bisping. I'm thinking GSP's been out for some time. This thing's definitely going to knock him out. And to my surprise, GSP, not only did he move up in weight, but he looked phenomenal at 185 as well. Well, let me not say phenomenal. I would say he looked phenomenal for somebody moving up in weight and coming off of a, a, a layoff, you know? The striking was 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 really was really really well in that last fight. Um, at one point, I think Bisping started to take over, but GSP just being the fighter that he is, just ended up getting that sub. He got the back, got Bisping, got the neck, and Bisping, being the man that he is, did not tap. And got put to sleep in front of his wife and children and a lot of other fans in Madison Square Garden that night. So that is three champions that I was going for to retain their title. And let's do a count check. Joanna lost. So that's one who lost the title. Garbrandt lost. That's another. And then Bisping. That's three champions in the same night losing their title to the person they were fighting. That is UFC history. The greatest UFC card of all time. And I got to go. As a birthday present for my mother. I will never ever ever forget that day. Some notable names also on that card. Corey Blades versus Alexi Olinik. Great fight. James Vick versus Joe Duffy. If you don't know Joe Duffy, Joe Duffy was the first person to beat Conor McGregor. Uh, he beat him by submission. And then OSP, Oven St. Prue versus Corey Anderson. Now, this was the first knockout that I seen that night. It was a head kick. And watching it in person, just wow. Watching somebody get kicked in the head and put to sleep is... It's hard to, it's just, it's crazy for me to see and be like, yeah, let's go, you know, but overall, man, just these five, these five events were just absolute bangers. Um, if anybody listening would like to send me their top five UFC events, you know, if anybody has any ideas for you know, shows, you want me to name my top 10 fighters, 
uh, anything. Uh, I'd be glad to. I'm, I'm glad I got to share my favorite cards with you guys. And if you like, I, I suggest watching all of the cards that I named tonight. They're all great, wonderful cards. All have great talent, obviously. And they're my top five for a reason. So thank you guys for listening. Those are my top five UFC cards. You guys will be getting another podcast soon. Stay blessed. Stay successful. Stay peaceful. Have a wonderful night. God bless. Thank you guys. I'm out.